episode 524 of No Last Track Podcast here at Acting Comedy Company in Minneapolis, Minnesota. Justin Severson is my name. I get to host this each and every week. Sean Patton is here with me for the many times, each one cherished. Fifth? At least. It's got to be. Because you just said 524? Yes. That's a dope-ass number. I'm pretty sure the first one I ever did was like 73. Oh, it might even be lower than that. It was really? first year, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, it was first year. It was, I mean, I was here with my wife last night. We just celebrated, what, 15, eight years of marriage? We were barely, oh, congratulations. We were barely dating when I brought her in. So she I'm going to. She used to come in with me. Here's how things have changed. She used to come in with me the yeah. first few months we were dating and watch me record the podcast. Now she hasn't listened to it in yeah. Uh, yeah. seven years. I saw, I, when I saw her last night, she was clearly like, this is all you're going to see of me this whole week, John. I will be a, I will be a memory, a ghost, an apparition. Do I even exist? Well, right here, I'm going to guess when you finally, when you edit this, find the actual first episode number, put it here, but I'm going to guess 41. There it is. Well, yep. Yeah. We'll see. I will say, so of course, what I always do is I listen back to the most recent uh, time you were here and I did that. And at the very end of that, you yeah. predicted a number for this time. What did I predict? 494. Whoa. Way off. Well, so last time I was here was New Year's Eve. Yes. 2000, turning 2022. Yep. And uh, we were trying to come back. Because right now, for this episode, in case you're wondering, just for the archives, it is November 2nd, 2023. We were originally going to come back earlier this year. But I, I booked something uh filming wise that made i was gonna come back over the summer and then we had to clear my summer and then writer's strike and then things are still up in the air so we've been if if the writer's strike uh but then again if the writer's strike would have no, no, nothing would have changed so i was just wrong there i go <laughs> there i go trying to like no no here's why i was wrong but no i was just i was wrong i was yeah. off by 30 weeks so I suppose you yeah. just said you recorded something and something you now of course can't talk no about. i can talk about you it can? I, I i shot up I, I got cast in a pilot um, and it's awesome, and it's a really fucking good show, and we shot it, and originally it was supposed to, you know, if it was going to go, which we all, we all think it did, uh, and still did, and still will, um, it would have shot over the summer, but now, you know, writer's strike, which, you know, awesome that they won that, I support that shit fully, and they won, Yeah, the writers won across the board, and now we're waiting for the actor's strike to end, because now the studios are trying to stick it to the actors, but they, they're going to fold. They have to. There's more actors than there are writers. They need everybody. Uh, are you part of that one? Oh, yeah. Yeah. I'm not I'm not Writers Guild yet, but I'm definitely SAG. Okay. I'm, um, and uh, support that shit because, they, they, you know, those assholes at the top can still make a metric fuck ton of money by, and give everybody else a fair amount as well. Yeah. It's like, it's just ridiculous. Like, how, like, how do you want to be so... Wealthy that no one else can exist? Is that the new American dream? Sometimes that, I think that. <laughs> I think that actually is. Like, you know what? The goal of America is to be so rich that everyone around you is dead. And you just have everything. That's a fucking dream. And it's so goddamn stupid. And I hate it. But anyway. hundred um, years from now, there's going to be, instead of like three rich people with their own uh, ships to space, there's yeah. going to be like a hundred of them, right? Yeah. but Or just a hundred rich people. <laughs> And that's it. And that's it. On a planet. Just not knowing how to do anything because they've been paying people to do everything their entire fucking existences. And they're just going to die. But very comfortably, kind of, maybe not even comfortably, they won't have servants. Or they'll try and be servants and cooks for each other and realize <laughs> like, oh, my God, wait a second. This is difficult and weird and 
wait, did we screw up? And that'll be their last thought. All of their simultaneous last thought when one of them forgets to turn the fucking oxygen valve back on. This isn't the premise for the, the show that you had, is it? No, no, no. That would be a good. Because it sounds like a good one. Premise. Does it? I mean, Just a hundred rich people survive the apocalypse and have everything they need to live and further their lineage. But they have to get, you know, the uh, positions of, yeah, like you said. They just don't know how to do shit. Right. Someone's (laughs) going to have to cook for the rest of them. They're like, I've never (laughs) even been in the kitchen. I just Mm -hmm. yell to it. Or or there's like one, like, or they kept like some higher, like the Gordon Ramsay's. Oh, yeah. They kept a few of those guys around, but, and like the... (laughs) What's the guy that did dirty jobs? That dude, yeah. Mike, Mike Rowe. Yeah, they keep these guys around to like do shit for them, but then these guys revolt. The there's only eight of them. The the, the celebrity yeah. experts get to survive. Yeah, yeah. So it's eight celebrity experts versus a hundred billionaires, <laughs> and they win easily. It's one episode. It's a movie. It's not even a TV show. Yeah, a movie. It's yeah. a short movie. It's a short film. <laughs> <laughs> I uh, I look but, forward to that. No, the sh- the the, the show's a, it's a dope ass show. I hope it goes, but um, it's a really it's a really fucking great. I, I won't say the name of the network. I'll do. I, I probably should just keep that under wraps. Sure. But it's a dope, dope. It's a really fucking awesome TV. It's awesome. Like, it's not one of the. You know, a lot of times when you get into acting stuff, you'll take roles because it's a role, and it could lead to better roles. Type sure. Shit. Yep. This is one of those like, from the jump, awesome. Damn. Just a great premise, great character, great cast, created by awesome people, awesome network. And if it goes, I think we'll be. I mean. Who knows what a hit is anymore? Because now there's like, you know, there's TV shows that millions of people have watched that you and I have never heard of. Oh, yeah. And vice versa. But yeah. I think this will be one of those four or five season shows that millions of people watch. Have you noticed that? Yeah. Uh, I've got, I, I hope please, it happens. Please. I hope it happens. I like when you notice things. I hope it happens. Have you noticed Me that too. the. Uh, no, the number one movie on Netflix right now is the Bill Burr, the old dad's thing. And they're announcing numbers. Oh, yeah. They have to. They have to now. That's but, part of the deal. Oh, is, is that it? That was part of the deal with the strike. Oh, they okay. Have to start so I'm saying, noticing that because yeah. that's interesting. God, I hope the show goes. Interesting. I really do. Um, but because uh, I cause it's always been like, well, you know, we think it's doing well on Netflix, no, but no one to. says the numbers. So they that is part of that. They have to. They have to. And they they go, yeah, to. 29 million views or whatever. And it, it was is. all. It was all. Uh, the idea was that okay. they just they had to be honest and open because they were, you know, they were acting. I, th- I think every streaming service was acting like, of course, people are watching. But then the investors, the people who invest in that don't really know. And then it also is about transparency. So, like, yeah, people still watch Netflix and HBO or just Max now. But then a lot more people just watch YouTube now. And, like, so now that they have to be honest with the numbers, because yeah. YouTube's always been like, hey, look right there. I'll tell you how many people watch yeah. it. Like, now now I, I, I'm guessing it's a more honest you know, option for investors to be like, do I want to put money into something that is only getting as much views as YouTube clips are? Uh, but yeah, you kind of do because, you know, YouTube, why, I don't know why. You remember YouTube Red? Yeah. That's where... Little paid service. Yeah, remember that's where Cobra Kai came from. Yes. I came from YouTube Red. I don't know why that went away. I still think YouTube should have like, I mean, all of it's original content, but you know what I mean? I still think they should have like a scripted OG content. But then again... You look at guys like Gillis, him and McCusker and Gillian Keeves, they just started their own like that's what you that you could just do that now. Start your own YouTube channel and monetize it. Yep. And all your videos get millions of hits and then you're basically your own channel. Yeah. So I'm guessing like people were tired of just being like, Wait, these guys are telling us exactly how much they're making, how many people are, are watching. Why aren't you doing service that we all have to pay nine ninety nine a month for? 
Yeah. Why aren't you doing the same? Because it would be interesting to find out if, uh, but then, man, now I'm even curious as to like what that's going to create. Because then if YouTube gets too big, then it maybe it starts to be like, okay, we got a paywall now. And then Netflix becomes free. All I know is every time I go on YouTube, they're pitching me for the, you know, get money out of me, you know, because I just use oh, yeah. for free. I'm not oh, yeah. paying for anything on YouTube. Yeah. But every time I log in, it's another question. Sure, you don't want to subscribe to blah, 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 YouTube TV? Are you positive? We'll give you a month. We'll give you three months. Are you sure? Well, from what I've been are told. You sh- are you sick of commercials? Because you could pay us. You won't get commercials anymore. Oh, man. But then it's like, well, you'll still get commercials. And then there's tears. You're like, well, you still get one commercial. That probably is, yeah, right? I will say this. So that's actually interesting. Now I'm wondering if Peacock, because my special has been out on Peacock for almost a year now. Yeah. I'm wondering if they will tell me how many people are watching it because they they haven't been before. Okay. And I don't, it's hard to know because um, ticket sales for me have increased, but not in this insane way. And I guess I'm getting a higher quality of audience member, which I've always wanted. Hell yeah. You know? But like, which is awesome. But like, uh, I'd love to know how many people are actually watching it. Because I know with Peacock, you can watch my special for free. But there are definitely commercial breaks. However, I got to choose the times of the breaks. That's great. Changer. Oh my goodness. Because I do watch specials on like YouTube. And all of a sudden it pops in the most, the worst time. I got, yeah. No, no one's paying it. Why is anybody paying attention to this? These spots, dude. Oh, that's awesome. I got to choose every single. Oh, that's awesome. There's seven commercials. Okay. In in an hour and twenty seven minute special, it's a long special, but there's a narrative. You'll love it. Um, but I got to choose every one. Oh, that's good. So I so like I made sure it was like bit ends laughter now especially now and then nothing too jarring. Yeah, it's that's like, all it, it wasn't that's chosen by a fucking algorithm. Awesome. That's all they should all be. I want to talk about uh, you being yeah. here this week, yeah, last man. night. I was here, obviously, you know that. It was fun as hell, awesome. as always. Yeah. You brought a new feature that I hadn't seen before. Yeah. Tanael. I'm going to say his name. Tanael Jashim. Yeah. I'm going to say his name because he doesn't like, he doesn't like, I get it. He's Haitian, but uh, he goes by TJ the Comedian. TJ the Comedian. Yeah, but he's, he's fucking great. Uh, we met years and years ago in, in New York. Um... Actually, it's kind of funny. We met years and years ago in New York and like two years before the pandemic, hung, we're hanging out. He was around, you know, doing spots and shows. And then the pandemic hit and we just kind of kept in touch. And him, myself and another guy started doing a podcast for like a year. We did it. And then we, the other guy just wasn't as into it. But we kept in touch. And uh, every now and I don't take him on the road constantly because he's hard to follow. He's you know what I mean? Like, which is what you want to be honest, as a, as a headliner, you want to walk out there on your P's and Q's yeah. instead of, because I, I know certain headliners who bring softer, softer features. I get that, whatever. Sometimes it's your friend and you just want to get them work. Sometimes it's, it feeds into the act. For me, it's like TJ is at headliner level already. So I got I have to yeah. say that that actually crossed my mind last yeah. night, that his, his material was so strong yeah. that I actually was sitting there thinking, this almost isn't fair sometimes to a headliner mm. because he's doing a shorter amount of time yeah. and it is so polished. And the yeah. headliner might be coming out yeah. definitely probably doing double the amount of time yeah. and probably doing a comedy club right, going to probably mix in some new stuff, right? Sure, sure, sure. So it's not a level playing field when people are like, man, that, you know. Man, I, I'll tell you this, and this is this is the most arrogant thing you're going to hear me say in 524 episodes of this, <laughs> or anyone say of me at least of five like i'm not this huge 
sellout guy. I'm not this, you know, I have friends who are multimillionaires doing theaters and I'm still pushing to get six shows at a club sold, you know, and I love, and I'm not complaining. We, you know, we're each where we are for a reason and you just got to fucking be grateful for it. The fact that I get to do this for a living and get to do it constantly and get to up the levels of which I do it every year, even if it's just a few degrees of, it doesn't matter. It's like, it's growing. It's an experience. It's fucking amazing. I'm very happy. I will say the only reason clubs like this, which I said last night on stage, arguably one of the top clubs in the world. World, I'm saying. That's right. Not just the fucking USA. The world. Bring it, England. The only reason I get to keep coming back to clubs like this is because I produce a level on stage. I don't fuck around. I'm not up here doing dog shit crowd work. I'm not doing the same act I've been doing for six years. None of that. Every time I come here, it's like I am going to give you me at my best. Me at a 10. I'm push. This is one of the clubs I push. I mean, every time I perform, I do this, but this is especially one of the clubs where I like push myself harder every time I come here. Right. So I would, I would rather a guy like TJ because he will put the audience, he will, he will bring their expectations up a little bit higher. And that means I meet those expectations. And then if I push myself, exceed them. And if I exceed them, that means uh, the material I went on stage with is better when I got off stage. Yeah. By the time I get off. So he actually makes me better. Love that. And that's why I bring guys like him around. Yeah. Can't bring him all the time because he's often t- – he just did a whole European tour by himself. Like, he's doing his own shit, so I can't bring him everywhere. Yeah, I can It's not that. because I don't want to. I would if I could. So if people want to yeah. find – we're talking about him. He's awesome. Yeah. Uh, TJ – what was his online? So his name is uh, Tanael Joachim. Good luck with that. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> um, but I could spell it T-A-N-A-E-L-J-O-A-C-H-I-M. But he goes on online, he goes by TJ the Comedian. And he's Haitian dude, lives in New York, very fucking funny, very smart guy. Um, so you handsome. come on, on stage, I want you came up on stage last night and yeah. uh, had, to, had to address your limp. Yeah, dude, I, 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 <laughs> I, uh, I tore my calf doing karaoke on the Burt Kreischer Fully Loaded Cruise. <laughs> that just sounds 100%. Like what happens on that cruise. Yes. It was a fucking wild. It was an insane experience, dude. It was like, yeah, I would do it again in a heartbeat. But like, it's it's a certain amount of, like, Bert didn't eat sugar or drink alcohol for 83 days. Right? And was exercising like a madman. And he looked good. You could tell. You know, because his shirt's off all the goddamn time. You know, yeah, There's no all hiding the time. that. Yeah. yeah. Um, in fact, his audience won't ex- they get like if he walks out on stage with a shirt on they like hold it's almost like they hold their breath until he takes the shirt off i can't wait i don't bert's it's documented so i'm not blowing up his spot he's like 51 i think he's about to turn but he just turned 51 sure there's gonna come a point i think in a few years where he's like you know what i've done this i'm gonna, I'm gonna put the shirt back on what if he does that just walks on stage keeps his shirt on people are like and he just starts performing inevitably someone will be like take the shirt off what if he's like, no, takes the pants off instead. <laughs> Fuck it. You know what I mean? And then just does drama. <laughs> and then he says a 90 minute dramatic monologue. And people are like, well, what is this? But I think people would still love it. They'd be like, Bert. And we, then we went to his uh, yeah. stadium show here when he was here at the uh, oh, yeah. arena, whatever the uh, basketball arena earlier this year. Yeah, you know, the arenas. Yeah. It's arenas. <laughs> you know, arena. It was nuts. And, yeah. you know, uh, 
you're waiting there for the show to start, and there's a camera going around the crowd, and every time it gets to a group of, of guys, yeah. whoop, shirts come up. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Well, I mean, dude, speaking of arenas, since last time I was here, last December, uh, not uh, that was not the last time I'm here, but last, but last December, I'm saying, in 2022, I opened for Bill Burr at the Smoothie King Center in New Orleans, which is a you know an arena. And it was like just over 13,000 people. Oh, I didn't know that. Hell yeah. Yeah, she was wild. Because you hear all these horror stories about doing arenas. Yeah. Right? And I'm sure to some aspect they can be true. But like, I remember I went out there and the moment I got the first laugh, it was like, oh, this is just another set. Yeah. Just, there's just 13,000 people. And it was wild. It was awesome. It was a fucking awesome experience. And it was New Orleans, so I got to cheat a little bit. Sure. You know, I could throw out a couple local, you know, things. But like. It was fucking wild. It was fucking wild. Um, that but, was the biggest up to that point? Oh, yeah. yeah. 13,000. Larger than the suburb my parents live in. You know what I mean? Like, more people. It's fucking insane, dude. Yeah, that's some crazy perspective. I want to know. I want to yeah. ask a few more things about the uh, fully Please. loaded at Please. sea. I mean, it's that's crazy right. that, I mean, you were just there like mm-hmm. over the weekend, and here you are. My, like, uh, you were in, what, the Bahamas? Just yeah, moments yeah. ago, in and now Caribbean. you're in freaking 40-degree yeah. Minneapolis. It was fun. Yeah, I flew from Miami to Minneapolis on Halloween day. Did people uh, boo when the, you know, they go, and uh, we'll be uh, landing in Minneapolis at approximately 4.15 with the current temperature? Is, did people boo the, uh, oh. no? Oh, everyone was, dude, Miami, was, it was so fucking hot, dude. Oh, really? It was like that, and it's like, you know, it's that swampy southern hot. Sure. It was like that on the boat, too, but the boat was moving, so it was pretty cool. Because it was like, it was crazy, dude. It, I think there was 2,000 people on the boat. Okay. You know, and then plus, like, you know, staff and then us. There was only 15 of us, 15 comedians. and Only 15. I know, but we were all doing shows, and people were there for it, man. Like, there were multiple times where, like, dude, the shows might suck tonight because people have been drinking all day, and it hammered, and they, would, they were showing up for it. And they would sit, and they would watch, and no heckling. No one had to be thrown out. You know, probably some people were too hammered and maybe spoke up every now and again, but then got immediately shushed by everybody else they were there for it um it was a wild experience i mean it was, what's funny is people are like dude you're gonna get laid on the cruise and you're like it's all couples it's all couples. really all of them yeah everybody says it's, it's funny like you hear people who want to shit on burp be like oh dude all of his fans are just other straight white dudes i'm like no, no no it's straight white couples all right i saw it on a boat there was a lot there was equally as many women as there were men and really? they were equally as fucking about it as were the men. No shit. Women were probably even more about it, right? Because remember, Bert's famous, so now Lee, his wife, Leanne, is also famous. True. They're there for her as well. And like, but they were at the shows in the shit, but everyone was fucking, there were 95% of that boat was crew, was couples. Wow. There was probably some swinging shit that went down, but like, you know what I mean? Like, it was all just like, oh no, everyone's 38 and married. Wow. So, unless you're going to, Unless you're going to jerk off in front of them or they're going to jerk off in front of you <laughs> or one guy's willing to let you fuck his wife or vice versa. It's, it's, it was, it was more, it was actually more, I hate to say this because I feel like this might be a knock against it all, but I hope it isn't. It was more wholesome than you think. Interesting. Like, yes, there was a. Have you ever done one of these other comedy cruises? No. It's like my first the, one. No, it's know, my first one. Practical Jokers or whatever I've, on these other. There's been a couple times where Sal has tried to get me on that and but it just didn't line up. Um, he's the only one of those guys I actually know. I okay. love him. But like, but this is the first time. And like, yes, there was shit. Like there was a fucking um a speedo contest where a guy showed his micro penis 
I can show you a picture of it. I can show you a video of the dude's Michael Pena. It's a, uh, it's a moment, right? It's a moment. Um, and was know, that advertised? Come see the micro penis. No, he. It was a guy. It was a guy who was just doing the the, the speedo contest, and for his like coupe de gras, his like closing moment, he just dropped trap. No. And everyone was, and I wasn't there. Well, the video shows it, but everyone's just sort of like, "Oh no, wait, what the? Where is it? No. Where is it? Holy!" And then people were just like enamored, like, "Wait, what the fuck is? Where's your dick?" And he, sh- you know, micro dick. Um, wow. But like, so kudos to that dude. But uh, that was uh, uh, the um, the ad for the fully loaded at sea. I went to the website. It said, uh, "Be prepared for outrageous activities." There were some outrageous activities. Okay, but it was like, but it was less. It was more like it felt more like a friends or a reunion of friends than it did this like debaucherous fuck fest. The shows were awesome. The hangs were awesome. We were encouraged to do. We were all encouraged to do karaoke every night. Karaoke yeah. would be the closing thing every night. Right? Okay, okay. So the first night. Nor- Norman and I got way too fucking shit faced. So by the time we got to the karaoke, both of us were like, "No fucking way, dude. Sorry." They didn't. Ca- I mean, they, went, they didn't care if you did or you didn't, because every the karaoke would go for five hours. Right? Sure. But we just kind of watched and hung out. But the second night, Saifa and I did a Weezer song, and then the third night was the same night of that Bugatti was hosting SNL. So like, no one caught this, but I went up and did a Foo Fighter song and like gave like a. Shout out to Nate Pergazzi, friend of everyone on this boat, doing SNL tonight. And Foo Fighters were the musical act. Yeah. So I did Everlong, which is one of my favorite songs ever. Oh, so cool. But then the last night, it was the last night, everything was sort of, you know, people were at their running on fumes. And they're like, Sean, go up right now. You're high energy. I'm like, fuck yeah. Okay, fine. I want to do a deep cut. Let's do Anomaly by Incubus. It's not in the fucking menu. I'm ordering off menu here. And they found it. Like, we, we got it, you know? <laughs> okay. And I love that song. Not a lot of people know that song. But I fucking love that fucking song. And I, I just went full 11 on it. And I felt it happen while I'm jumping around. I'm, like, swinging my head, just fucking screaming these lyrics with my voice, which you can hear. It's still blown. I felt it happen. I felt the, like, the pop in the calf. And also heard it. And people are, like, heard it. Over all the music, it's happening in your body. Yes, you hear it because it's inside of you. But the moment it happened, I was like, yep, I just ripped my calf. A torn calf muscle is a painful injury in mm-hmm. the muscles behind the shin bone. Yep. Athletes yeah. and, and people over 40 <laughs> are especially prone to this type of muscle injury. Yep. yep. Calf muscle tears usually heal after a few weeks of conservative treatments, yep. Sean, such as rest, ice, compression, and evol- elevation. Pardon been me. Do- been doing all those things. Yeah. Uh, on stage last night, you uh, came out and, and briefly mentioned that you had an injury, and then you said, "I hate when comedians do this, but I'm going to uh, kind of sit or lean." And then that lasted about thirty seconds. I couldn't, couldn't do it. Do That's it. what I was telling you before. Yeah. Like it felt so unreasonably unnatural to be sitting in a stool. Oh, okay, yeah. I've never done that my entire fucking career. Twenty years, twenty-one years, I've been doing stand-up. I've never sat in a stool for longer than however long I had to sit in it for a bit. Yeah, I'll do that. But like something about sitting there i mean like i don't hate it when all certain like che does it really well and even schultz they'll do it really well because they're both like very animated from the waist up okay yeah you know what i mean and i get that like even Marin, Marin will sit in the stool sometimes and like but sometimes he looks like the thinker guy though right you know? yeah it's like his natural <laughs> pose but sometimes people sit in the school and i stool and i feel like this natural sort of like arrogant laziness comes over him on sure. stage and i just don't like it and yeah. i don't like the way it looks and I'm also a pudgy guy, and pudgy guys sitting down just 
don't look as cool as we do standing up roaming roaming around. But like fucking which by the way, dude, his shirt, I just realized I was wearing this shirt the day we stopped on the cruise, we stopped in Nassau. Right? And I kept walking around being like, NASA Bahamas. It's where we are. <laughs> this is stupid as fucking so joke. dumb. <laughs> so like, Man, it's good to be here. Na- NASA Bahamas. So cool. <laughs> Which, by the way, well, man. Welcome to Austin, Massachusetts. I- <laughs> oh, dude. that Keep Boston weird. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> that won't be difficult, you fucking cocksucker. <laughs> Fuck you, you fucking cocksucker. But yeah, dude. Blew my fucking shit out. So I'm going to be limping. I- I'm kind of looking forward to this. I have a legit Irish shillelagh that I got in Ireland oh, years and years ago. Yeah. Right? And it's perfect. It's like a perfect, you know what a shillelagh mm-hmm. is, right? Uh, you can just insert the definition right here for the viewers who don't. No, but, you know, it's an Irish cane that can also be used as a weapon. It's wow, awesome. Yeah. I love that thing. Um, I'm kind of looking forward, I go back to New York on Monday, to having to use it. Finally an excuse. You know, I was fucking walking around with fucking gangster limp, and people yeah. are like, what, what's that? I'm like, tore my calf, doing incubus. Five years from now, yeah. you're, you've been healed for four and a half. Still. Still using it. Still you. We should all have a gentleman's walking stick. <laughs> yeah. I think every human should have a walking stick and a knife on them at all times. Less crime would happen. Yeah. Less less, less bullshit. I'm, I'm in. No guns, knives, and shillelaghs. I'm in. I'm so I mean, in. also, if you got a gun, just shoot bad guys only. I like that. So we uh, we have to talk about the. Uh, I mean, you yeah. mentioned it. Did you mention it before we were doing this, about how you toured a lot with David Cross in the last 69 year? Sixty nine shows. Sixty sixty nine. Sixty nine. That was no dude. accident. Is there is there a more celebrated but less performed sexual act? No. Sixty nine. No. 69? no. <laughs> nope. I mean, I feel like doggy style is the one, but you have far, le- but people actually do doggy style, and there's far less opportunity to just go. Doggy style, you know what I mean? Like, <laughs> yeah, right. You know what I mean? But like, sixty nine, it's like, uh, what's the temperature? Sixty nine. You know, how old's grandma? Sixty nine. Yes. You know, which which interstate? Route sixty nine. You know, so many chances to go sixty nine. But there's also a lot of chances to actually do sixty nine. Most of the time, you're like, how about you go? Then I'll go. Then we'll bang. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I think once you try that, then uh, you go into quickly go into retirement, realizing oh, this yeah, isn't no, uh, working uh, for either of us. It's not. Yeah, it's too. It's too much concentration, and you can't concentrate on both. No. 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 No, you can't. No, you can't. Uh, but um, sixty-nine shows with David Cross, including one shows. or several in the Twin Cities. We I went one, to one of them. We did one in St. Paul and then one here in Minneapolis. The um, the St. Paul show was great. Fitzgerald Theater. Yeah, yeah, that was fucking great. Uh, the hang afterwards was pretty fun. That St. Paul man, I wish somebody would go in there with a mop, you know, and a broom and a dustpan, because like, it's it's such a fucking, it's a beautiful, it's beautiful, but mother of Christ, is it dire? Yeah, it seems like no one gives a shit about that place. So uh, you probably don't know this, but that yeah. we hung after that after your show that out, we went to a place called Allery's. Is that where we went? Downtown St. Paul. At the bar we went to? Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It was a good time. It went out of business a month later. No, that place. What? Uh-huh. All the video games and shit? Uh-huh. That sucks. It's been closed since June. Yeah, man. Like, the, everything was closed there. Yeah. I feel like every restaurant, I feel like two restaurants are open. Every coffee shop was closed at 1 p.m. Yeah. And, like, just walking out of town, it was like, bro, there's nothing. 
But that show was fun. So you so after that show, there was a like an on stage hang with some oh, yeah, people yeah. that I think paid for like a little VIP treatment. Yeah. Right? Is it was that common on the Man, tour? I, I could tell you right now, it was. But David was not happy with it. He was really against the whole fucking idea of doing it. Of like people having to pay extra to meet him. This is what I wanted to know. No, yes. he was very against it. But as sometimes agents and managers do, they get you to agree to something in a different context and just ignite it. So like he he kept being like, I don't I don't want to do this. This is I don't want to take extra money for people to meet me. And I was like, oh sorry, it's already done for all these shows. Sure. So towards the end, but here's in to his credit, he was he treated every single one of those things full on professionally. Like he went, he made sure to talk to every single person there. He gave everyone a picture, an autograph, whatever it took. He sometimes sometimes it only take forty minutes because there'd only be ten people. Sometimes it'd be fifty people, it'd take an hour and a half. Yeah. But he did them all. And he was I've never seen anyone as consistently cool to fans as David. I mean, not even at the meet and greets. Like one time we were at the airport in line at security, like waiting to get our bags through the machine. And this woman was like, Oh my God, I know this is so inappropriate, but I feel like if I don't do it now, I'm just gonna never gonna so can I please get a picture? Yeah. And he was like, Yeah, of course. And she did the picture and then immediately like four other people while waiting to get bags. We're like, oh good and you know, great. And, you know, uh, sometimes we'd be just, like, walking around during the day. Someone would come running out of a restaurant or something. Or, like, families. Or, like, you know, it was, he was always very cordial, very nice. He'd take pictures. The only people he was kind of dicks to, and he should be, were the fucking goddamn eBay motherfuckers. Autograph seekers. Those guys suck. Yeah. Those guys are fucking twerps. Yeah. Because they, it's, yeah. they're, they're. The thing is so transparent. They're like, oh my God, is that David Cross? Insane. I just happen to have 15 of these license plates that say, you know, whatever the, the thing was from Go Fuck um, Arrested Development. Or like, oh, oh yeah. Yeah. <laughs> oh my God. Uh, oh my God, is that David Cross? Holy shit. I just happen to have a case of copies of <laughs> Mr. Show of on Mr. DVD. Show. Can you sign them all? And. He, I, we didn't know this until our promoter pointed out. They, 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 they're the ones that have the blue markers, right? Because apparently a blue signature can't be lifted or copied, and something like oh. that. Or maybe it can be lifted and copied. They only need one. Anyway, so this is funny because some of them might not know this, but if you ever came at us with the blue marker, he signed a different name, so it's worth nothing. He did that. <laughs> <laughs> no shit. Yeah, he would sign if it was legit fans. He'd sign whatever they had as much as they had. But if it was these people, you could tell didn't give a shit yeah, about yeah. who he was. They just TMZ told them. That's the other thing. Sometimes they were at the airport, just waiting. Sure, and it's because there's TMZ. Because yeah. but it has its own. It'll tell you who's flying into where, and it has flight records and shit. Apparently, which is psycho. But he fucking if they came at him with the blue marker and they had nine copies. Of you know, make America great again. He signed a different name every time. He signed other celebrities' names. He was just and they didn't because they didn't fucking know. So they there's some out there that say Sean Patton possibly. There's there's a lot out there that say like Richard Pryor, there's dead a, celebrities. Yeah, yeah. There's a lot out there that say like <laughs> Benny Hill, Joan Rivers. Like, yeah, yeah. like he just but but like as far as just fans, fans, he was sweet as hell to everyone. Loved loved fans. But yeah, the meet and greets were a little weird. But like he made the best of. We made the best of them. I'll be forever indebted yeah. to you because I got to have basically a one-on-one -on -one conversation yeah. Yeah. at that at Allery's after the meet and greet thing. Then we oh, yeah. went to the other place, and 
at some point I'm just standing next to David Cross and nothing else. Nobody's within like six yeah. feet. It's just the two of us. And I'm like, okay, how do I not blow this? But I have to talk. Oh, dude, I got to talk to him. We talked about basketball and his family for a minute. It was awesome. I mean, dude, so awesome. It, earlier this year, I got to ride in a car uh, from L.A. to San Diego, which took about three hours because it was a heavy traffic day with Bob and David and just a tour manager. The tour manager's driving. I'm sitting shotgun. Those two are in the back seat, just going at each other. That's like something that someone would pay money. Like, dude, dude I'll pay a hundred dollar uh, raffle ticket to have it travel with these dude, two for three hours. It was insane. Like, for I don't think I said a word for two and a half hours because I'm just listening to the two of them just riff and go back and forth. And I'm like, dude, fucking twenty two year old me might. F- I mean, forty four year old me was gonna faint. Yeah, I'm like, this is fucking insane. And then eventually, I was like, guys, guys, um. I, I, I do have a list of if I ever find myself in an enclosed space for an elongated period of time with Bob and David questions I have to ask. And they're like, yeah, they fucking. That was the other thing. He loved. That was because there were many times where it would just be me and him in a car sometimes or me and him and the tour manager. And I'm like, and we're like arguing about Saints versus Falcons because he's an Atlanta boy. Yeah. Or we're just talking about comedy or we're just like, or we'd be out drinking. I'm like, I'm just here with David Cross, the dude who like. My idol, in a way. The guy who, like, made me, like, my favorite comic when I started doing this all. And he's just chill. I know where he lives. Yeah, isn't this amazing? I've met his kid. You know? I know his wife now. I mean, his wife's also kind of famous. Yeah. Pretty famous. Yeah. She's also awesome. But, like, I met his mom and his sisters. It was fun to tell people, like, when I was going to the show, like, I'm going to go see Sean Patton. He's opening for David Cross. And the people who don't instantly know who he is from his name, and yeah. then you have to go, okay, where would they know him? Arrested Development, you would know him from? Mr. Show. And then, if, you know, as people yeah. are like younger, like uh, Elvin and the Chipmunks. Oh, him? Yeah. Dude, it was kind of, or Scary Movie. Oh, Scary Movie, yeah, that too. It was kind of wild, like, because it was always like, if, if, if you could, I mean, it just, it stereotypes sometimes exist for a reason, but you could tell. Like, when guys like you were walking up, you're like, Mr. Show fan. You know, but if it was like, if it was like younger kids, you were like, okay, definitely, definitely the chip, Alvin the Chipmunks. Especially if it was like younger black kids. Yeah. You're like Alvin the Chipmunks or Scary Movie. Yeah. Every time. And it was like, yeah, whatever. That's what they saw, you know? Yeah. Um, but if it were, when it was women, women were always the um, Arrested Development. And, the, and that was like 90% of the women. Yeah. But the women that were Mr. Show fans, those were the biggest David Cross fans. That I've, ever, that I've ever seen. I've never met one. Exactly. But there was <laughs> there would always be a handful in every city. And the amount of those women I saw weep after they got to meet him. Like, hug him for too long. You know what I mean? Like, talk to him for too long. And it was, you I know, women in their 40s who were either divorced or just not with their husbands. I have a feeling yeah. that you're not going to be able to answer this question. But yeah. I want to see your uh, response anyway. Sure. I want to see how you're going to respond to this. Uh, at some point that night when we were hanging in St. Paul for your show, yeah. you told uh, Brandon and I that you and David had been coming up with this joke. Oh, the uh, most, the most, the most offensive joke possible. Yes. Yeah, that was, that was more me than him. <laughs> did, <I> was, <laughs> did Did you guys ever come, or did you ever come up with a, like a final? No, it no. can't go any farther. No, than this. no, because I remember when I told you guys what I was like. I think this might be the most offensive joke possible. Both of you were like, "Fuck, <laughs> that's pretty fucking bad, dude." And I was like, "Yeah, yeah, maybe I should." Maybe I should ice this. <laughs> but I was just, yeah, we just, him and I talked about it in the car ride. We're like, what is, who's the most, it started with, what's the most offensive joke now? Because yeah. Jimmy Carr had just, it was something that Jimmy Carr had said that people were 
giving him hell for it. It wasn't even that offensive. And then we started digging through just like, you know, he was talking about coming up in Boston, all the shit people would say back then. Sure. And jokes. And then all of a sudden, and also the idea is true. Like a joke is a joke. And sometimes the, it's supposed to be offensive because that's what's funny about it mm -hmm. is it's obviously so outlandishly offensive that it can't be racist, sexist, anti-Semitic, misogynistic. It can't be any of those things because it's so those things. because yeah, it's, it's ridiculous. You're clearly going over the edge yeah. on purpose. But then we started talking about most offensive comedians, and that led to, like, what's the most offensive joke you've ever heard? And then it was like, what would the most offensive joke be? And then it just got like, whoa. <laughs> and then I ran with it way more walking around St. Paul that day. And then when I told it to you guys, it was like, yeah, that's pretty... Whoa, <laughs> that's pretty fun. I can't say it. I'm not gonna say it. Can't I can't. Say it. Yep. But sorry. Uh, sorry. Uh, find me on Instagram, and uh, uh, in fact, it's my new Patreon. There you go. <laughs> the most offensive joke possible. <laughs> I'm pretty sure I have it. Patreon.com/slash most offensive joke ever. I mean, dude. Speaking of offensive jokes, the only show of the '69 that we had to have someone thrown out of was Minneapolis at First Avenue. Oh. It was the only show. What happened? Some dickhead. And it was at the end of David's set. At the end of David's set, started doing a very like, ha, 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 ha. That's so funny. Hot. Like started doing like the, because David, you know, uh, if you don't know David's stance on religion, let's just say <laughs> it's not exactly the most pious. Yep. And um he closes with a big thing about it, and I think it's fucking brilliant. It is. But this dude was clearly just sarcastically laughing through it. Yeah. And David, I, I, and I'd never seen him do this, but he just, like, stopped the show, and he goes, really? This is this is how you think you're going to get me? I got an idea. Bye. And then the guy was out. And it was funny because the tour manager told us later that they threw the guy and his girlfriend out, and the girlfriend was pissed because she wanted to stay. So she was just shouting at him out on the street. Good. It was hilarious. Good. But that show was actually pretty fun um and that was the crazy thing about touring with them too of the 69 shows i'm gonna say 60 percent of them were in theaters but then the other 40 percent were in music venues and when we did music venues i'd say half the time standing so it's just gonna ask you okay yeah and i'm gonna tell you what he it did was, he swore by it 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 works no kidding it fucking works man people are attentive they'll stay they stayed the whole and he did a long, I would do 20 minutes, he would do an hour and 20. Yeah. So it was like, people stayed the whole time. Yeah, they shifted around a little bit, but like, Sh but you didn't notice when they'd walk to go get a drink because everyone was standing. Yeah. And like, it worked and you could get more people in there and he just liked that vibe better. But yeah, shit was wild, man. Like, when we were in England, we did a place called Union Chapel, which was like a church, right? And it was a beautiful old church and we do the show and then we find out after because we're like, wait, there's no beer. They're like, yeah, they can't serve alcohol. This is this is still a church. And we were like, what? And we're like, yeah, on Sundays, Mondays, Tuesdays, it's a functioning church. The rest of the week, it's just a venue. And we're like, so we said all that shit about abortion <laughs> and Jesus on stage at a real, real church? Wow, that's fucking cool. You know? And no one was uh, hit with lightning? No, nope, exa exactly. No plague of locusts chased us down. You know what I mean? The power stayed on. Everything was good. Maybe the me blowing out my fucking calf. Maybe that was the mysterious vengeance. ways, Sean. God waits a few months and then gets you during incubus, which of course is a, is a male demon. Yeah. Holy shit. Yep. Right around Halloween. Yeah, Coincidence? Right. Nope. 
Actually, on Halloween on morning, because it probably would have been four in the morning when this Come happened. Come on. <laughs> you should have seen it coming. The Lord got me. Finally. <laughs> yeah, shit was wild, man. What are you... Oh, that's hilarious. We should uh, wrap this thing up just based on time here. Otherwise, uh, you know, we could do this forever. We can do that. We could do, um, do episodes. We could do episode 525 right now. <laughs> yeah, right. Go right into it. Right, right. Uh, let's see. So, finally, we should mention again. Number one is the name of your special. Number one on peak. I have, so, there's two of them now. One of them. I was a social experiment. I put a special out on YouTube maybe a year, a little over a year ago. That's called King Scorpio, which yeah. was recorded as an album. But we filmed it. Uh, my buddy had his his Alexa, if you know cameras at all. It's like it's high, you know, it's broadcast quality, but only one camera. We only had one camera. Okay. So he, he just came to, I was doing it in Portland. He just came to the Helium and just filmed it on his high-end camera and then gave the footage to my friend who's a director. He's like, dude, can I just cut something together? Out of just one camera angle over five shows. And I was like, yeah, go for it. And he did, and I liked it. So we just put it on YouTube. Okay. And it became some people like it's it looks cool. I'm and there's also the album version, King Scorpio. Yeah. But the official Peacock special called number one. I fucking love it. And if you happen to be listening to this outside of the United States, it is available on international YouTube. Oh wow. On international YouTube only. And that's a for about a month now. It's only been out. But in the States, you can only see it on Peacock. On Peacock. For the next year, anyway. Oh, okay. Yeah. Nice. But watch it. I love it. Nice. I love them both. So watch them both. Have a me day. <laughs> have a me day. We yeah. all need that. Uh, and then quickly, like, what, what do you have coming up? Like, are you more touring on your own? More yeah. with somebody else? So I'm touring a lot uh, for the next few months. It's all on my website, meshawnpatton.com. Uh, follow me on Instagram. That's the... I've tried. I've tried Twitter. I've really tried. I uh, not Twitter. Twitter's fuck off. Uh, I've tried TikTok. I've really, really tried TikTok. It, it's just not my vibe. Um, so follow me on Instagram at Mr. Sean Patton. I post constantly about everything. But yeah, I'm touring nonstop for the next three months. So and then for probably I mean ever forever. I'll be touring forever. But the next three months specifically is a lot. So come on out. I'll be doing my next special next year. Things coming up, of course. Stay just stay tuned to me. Hell yeah, and you will see. Hell yeah, I can't recommend coming to the uh, shows this weekend enough. Please, come we had to so shows. much fun last night. It's such Thank a good you. set. Thank it's you. not stuff. If you've seen Sean before, you're not going to recognize stuff. It's new. No, it's new stuff. It's, it's new stuff. so good. So uh, thank you. Buddy. Get over here to Acme and see Sean. Follow him on social media and uh, go Saints. I mean, who that? <laughs> if this 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 adds more about the city of New Orleans than as a football team, I think I wish people would understand that more. I think it, most sports team hats are more about the city than the team. Yeah, you know, because I, I especially since I've been here, I've had people like school up in my face. I'm like, I I don't what? Oh yeah, that's right, Saints hat. Like I don't care. I don't. Yes, you beat the shit out of us multiple times in weird. Unfucking reasonable circumstances, okay? <laughs> I know we tried to kill Brett Favre, okay? I know. They paid the penance for that. That's right. God damn it. <laughs> I didn't know about it when it was happening. You got that team would not have beaten the goddamn Colts, okay? Can we just admit that? No. That team wouldn't have. So, but <laughs> we'll never admit that. <laughs> no, no, I know. But hey, Justin Jefferson, who that? Because he's from Louisiana. Oh, there you go. Yeah, yeah, yeah. There you yeah. see. Yeah, there it is. There's see, there we go. And he rules. You can be, you can be mad at Sean because he's got a Saints yeah. hat on. But it's but, about uh, Justin Jefferson. It's about Justin Jefferson. <laughs> <laughs> That's what this hat's representing. Somewhere Justin Jefferson has a Saints hat, too. And he's also got a blown calf. From karaoke? No, I don't know. Unless that's a route they run. 
like, they call. He's like, oh shit, they're right. Blue, blue 68 karaoke. And he's, <laughs> that's the route he was running when he got hit. <laughs> Thank you, Sean. Thank you, Justin. Thank you so much for listening to No Laugh Track Podcast, the show with a new comedian headliner every single week with me, the host, Justin Severson. The show is produced in the heart of Minneapolis's North Loop neighborhood at the legendary Acme Comedy Club. You can listen to us on Spotify, Apple Podcast, Podbean, and watch the video version on our official No Laugh Track YouTube channel. Wherever you are enjoying the pod, remember, drop a like, leave a review, and please tell your friends about the show. And most importantly, come to Acme and see my show in person.